This is 100% Ska, the almost all-vinyl, all-Ska pseudo-radio show, with your host, DJ Ride Midnight, spinning the finest songs from across the genre. So roll up the rug, get ready to dance, and let the beat pick up your feet. Good evening, and welcome to 100% Ska. I want to welcome three very special guests to the episode that I am super stoked to get a chance to talk to, Vinny Fiorello. Obi Fernandez and Alex Stern, welcome to 100% Ska. Yeah, thank you. That, 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 that's a that's a mouthful right there, man. That's uh, three three uh, good-looking <laughs> gentlemen versus one good-looking gentleman. So we're, we're good. Oh no, you you you, you flat. <laughs> yeah, hey, thanks. You know. Thanks for, thanks for stopping by the the show. So tonight we're talking all about the inevitables. And really what I want to just start off with, like, you know, why not just start the beginning of the interview at the beginning? I'm actually just really curious about what the, really the official genesis of the uh, Inevitables project, like, where did, where did this all begin? You know what? It, it, it began with a question uh, from Obi of, hey, man, like, what are you up to? And I go, well, you know, like, not much really. And he was like, no, no, really. Like, what are you up to, you know, musically? And I go, nothing. And I, I had stopped touring with less than Jake. And I kind of put that on pause, I spent some time with family and my daughter and, and just kind of catch a different vibe. And I went, uh, you know, I, ha- I have a few things, but you know, I have this one thing and I had some lyrics, told them out the idea of, pairing a, a comic book with its soundtrack, not like a rock opera, but more looking at the music as a soundtrack. And that started a barrage of text back and forth of some lyrics that I had and some ideas about storyline. And uh, it didn't really gel until he said, you know what, man, I have the perfect person to do this with us. And I went, well, who the hell is that? He goes, it's Alex Stern. Let me text him. And then he texts them, and 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 uh, we progress. But then Obi could kind of take it from there. Yeah, we, you know, I, you, when you're friends with Vinny, you know there's always something cooking creatively. Like, dude always has something in his brain or something. You know what I mean? Like, one day we we'll hopefully we'll get insight into the years and years of notes and little notebooks and field notes, right? But like, <laughs> there's always something there for sure. And I knew it, and so I was like, "Yeah." So what's happening musically? And originally, it was like, "It was like I've got this thing. It's the inevitabilities, right?" It's even hard to say now when we're talking about it. And so we hung out on like story and concept, and then it was like we talked about music. And then when it came time for music, I just knew Alex was the dude. I knew that. I knew that. Even just with Vinny and I, you're going to get a perspective, but like with me, Alex, and Vinny, you're going to get like the perfect trifecta, the perfect funnel of like, okay, here's how we're going to put this together. Um, and so I basically called Alex. I was like, hey, like you want to you want to work on some songs? Like Vinny's got like this idea. He's got some lyrics, and I think I think I definitely undersold it and underplayed it which is how Alex tells the story, which he's probably... Yeah, and, and you know, I was going to personally, for everybody's benefit, avoid that talking point, let that go, but uh, <laughs> we, can, we can go there. Uh, no. Let's, let's go uh, there. Bring, bring it on. No, no, there's not too much, but, but essentially, like, 
it wasn't so much undersold as sold casually. Like, we're going to do a few songs, and we're going to get people that we know, and maybe we're going to play a few shows, which probably wasn't deceptive. That's probably, you know, when you're just starting something out, that's what you think is going to happen. Um, the comic book wasn't mentioned in the first conversation, but it wasn't necessary to because I don't write comics, I don't draw comics, and I don't really read comics. Uh, so <laughs> it, it was um, it, it was a song-based conversation, which was the conversation we needed to have then. And it, it, it was pretty seamless because Obi and I had been sort of like very casually back and forthing uh, just whatever we're working on, because uh, I had recently like rented a space for songwriting, and he was writing in his his new place, and so it, it yeah just it was it was a good time to take the informal sharing of songs and turn it into like the formal writing of songs. Yeah, and it's like you know we always talk about like this funnel, you know, like you get these three perspectives, um, which is I think what kind of makes the inevitables it gives us like our own vibe our own sound you know and and like it was one of those things where it's like <clears throat> it, when we first started talking about what the inevitables was and would become it's a huge undertaking you know what i mean and so um i just knew it's like one of those things man like you just i knew that alex was the dude so i had to make the call i had to make the ask you know you don't know until you ask that's, that's the lesson right there that's right and and fortunately he said yes he he, 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 he accepted the rose. There it is. Uh, now, um, Vinny, uh, you, know, you mentioned um, you know obviously you are one of the you were the one of the co-founders of Less Than Jake and, and were one of their their primary songwriters um, through your through your tenure. As you were starting to write for the Inevitables, and you knew you were starting to see who the players were going to be for the for the album. Um, how did you did that did that impact your your songwriting like knowing who you were going to be writing for um, or did it did you know, change your your writing from all of your history with, with uh, approach from like less than Jake for instance? Well, you know, with less than Jake, uh, lyrically speaking, it it all it always came from my perspective, and then also it, it gets funneled through Chris and Raj, who who did the music and really like focused on the melody, right, and then it further got funneled down to Buddy and JR or Buddy and Pete, whoever was, you know, the horn section at the time, right? And uh, it got funneled further through them. So I, I always liked that collaborative approach to writing music and having that sort of headspace of, hey, this is what my idea was, but then it passes through a filter of somebody else and it morphs and change. And I think it en it, it enhances. I I like having a lot of thumbprints on, on things, you know? So uh, as it goes, I uh, was already kind of used to that collaborative effort of, of music and, and songs. And this just kind of took it. And uh, lyrically before, it would always be, you know, my perspective and sort of how past things and present things and future things, and it was through my eyes a lot of the lyrics are still that way, but the beautiful thing is when Alex grabs the lyric and he starts to look at it, it pushes through his filter, and then it further goes through Obi's filter. So it starts to really change a lot, you know, from this, like, just here's 
a verse and here's a pre-chorus and here's a chorus, sometimes it, it becomes, oh, shit, like this line right here, Vinny, we should, that should be the chorus. Or it, it, if it comes back and it's changed but it's not really feeling it, it hits OB and then OB massages it and it, uh, I hit it again and, and massage it, write some more lyrics, whatever it is. But I think that Less Than Jake was always Less Than Jake because of the players that were involved. And I think the inevitables are the inevitables because of the players that are involved. And uh, it doesn't matter how I start and, and end songwriting because it's essentially the same. But with the players, it becomes a whole nother layer of experience and eyes and musical influence into this big boiling pot of whatever, right? And so uh, the broth, myself, always remains the same, but the different vegetables and meats and stuff, if we're talking about making a, a stew or a gumbo or whatever, I'm hungry, so I have to <laughs> kind of talk about food that way. Uh, so, but if you know what I mean, like, the, just because you have, uh, there's colors, you know, and everybody starts to paint with their own color, and it becomes a very distinctive thing. So even if we tried to make it exactly like Less Than Jake, it would never be possible because the players are totally different. Yeah. And the funny part about the Inevitables, like LP1 for us, the songs were written long before we even asked any of the players to come, come on board. You know what I mean? So, you know, to your original question, it's not like Vinny was like, oh, I want this person doing this, you know, or we want this person doing this. Like the songs were the songs, and then we had to then send them to the players that we wanted to play. Um, and so the thing that... When, was, when, go ahead, Vinny, I'm sorry. I, I just want to say, when we decided on the players, uh, that was in February of 2020 when we met together in Orlando uh, to finish the songs and kind of finish woodshedding the songs. So Alex and Obi came down and we met in Orlando and and kind of went through each song and kind of got it. But at that same time, we went through conversations of, hey, I would love Matt Appleton to play on this. I would, I would you know, love uh, John D. from, from Bomb and Jeff Rosensock's band to, to be in it. I would love for this to happen and that to happen. And pretty much all of our asks uh, came to fruition, I think, besides one, right? Like, Yeah. Uh, but... Totally. Uh, th th that sort of uh, having the, the ending of the songwriting really allowed us to go, oh, these are our friends, but also the players that we want to go on that journey with. So uh, as far as songwriting is concerned, you know, the three of us, myself, Obi and Alex, painted that picture. But the cool thing was to be able to pick the people to, to frame it together with. Yeah. And that's actually, you know, you kind of getting back a little bit to what you're saying in terms of, like, you filter your songs through the players, uh, and that is what forms, like, the final version of the song. Um, as I'm listening to The Inevitables, you know, it, what strikes me is just how inevitable it sounds. And what I mean is, like, you don't sound like a super group in that, you know, and, and even though like some of the promo material around the band or some of the, the write-ups kind of, like, kind of highlights like all the players that are in the band and, and all the ba other bands that those players uh, are in. But when you listen to the album kind of in its own world, like you don't hear those other 
players. What what you hear is the inevitables, and I, and that's what I, that's that's something that I I really liked about listening to it was just kind of how organic the band sounds and how much it's basically like this is this is the inevitables. Yeah, I love that. You know, I always when the supergroup stuff started like kind of coming out, like I was never a big fan of that. You know what I mean? I was just kind of like because even if like I go back to that. You know, we have this like Airbnb in Orlando, and we're like, you know, we're we're working through these songs. Like even going back to that place, like we were, we're just we we were we're fans. We're fans of the culture. We're fans of this music. We were, we're we didn't ask anybody to be a part of it that we weren't a fan of. You know what I mean? And so I even remember like sitting on like the cat, like you know, there's a a set of couches in in one of the rooms we were in, and like, you know, we were all throwing names at, and we we're like, do you think this person would say yes? Like we were like, we were like, you know, like seventh graders like you know trying to like ask like the chick to the eighth grade dance you know oh. I mean? like, we're like you think they'll be into this like you know like we, we there was never a moment where we were like oh dude for sure like you know what i mean like we it was it started with like gratitude and humility and like you know we were just we're fans of of this culture we're fans of the music we're fans of the style and so that that is really to me has always been like what makes what we do special and we're fans of each other. And so the funnel that we have is really strong. Um, and the songwriter, like I'm a huge fan of Alex and Vinny, like the way that they put things together, like to me, that's undeniable. So like, yeah, like people are going to want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? And we were just very fortunate that like our friends decided to say yes, you know what I mean? And that's, what's, that's, what's been cool about it, you know? Yeah, and I, I definitely, I actually was thinking about this today, and, you know, obviously, the supergroup angle is what it takes for people to write about the project. Like, it's just, it's, you, starting a new ska band's just not, not a big news item, and we acknowledge that, but the only thing that's not unfair about it, but maybe uh, a little bit inaccurate about it is how how much we're more of a bottom-up operation than a top-down operation. Absolutely. And And I think... Um, you know, and but I feel really good now because I think we're proving it every day. Because first of all, we have one album, as you said, and it sounds like us. Um, and then you're, there's all these other releases that are not what a band that was only trying to capitalize on a supergroup would ever do. Like if you were just doing supergroup stuff, you would never like reach into all of the sort of ephemera that we're doing, all the dub stuff, um, the stuff that's coming out that we haven't even sort of teased yet. Um, so it's all, it's all really exciting. And in terms of how we got that LP one sound, um, that's like, it's pretty similar to what we came up with sitting together in Orlando, just elevated. And now I think our sound is that plus knowing who the players are going to be. And then also adding the, um, influence of the world we've created with the comic. Um, and, and so that's, that's how it's sort of expanding from that initial point. Yeah, and 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 you actually um, touch on a on a really great point there in terms of like the expansion and just really just like all right. So the album I want to say you've, it was officially released October 2020, and since then already you've put out a six song versions uh, album, which is like an, an EP, and you've also done you also did a, a dub version with I want to say there's like seven or eight songs on that as well and and it just it's so interesting to hear 
just these different, you know, in uh, reinterpretations of the, of the of your songs, and just like how many different ways you can approach uh, the same song. And you know, just as I was listening to the the versions EP again this morning, and just that uh, the the Rod the Roger Revis, you know, his yeah. rendition of American uh, yeah, American so Me. Um, and I'm, I'm a huge Roger, you know, Roger Rivas fan. And so just listening to this, like, holy crap, this is, a, this is amazing. Um, and you've got some, there's like so many other great names that are associated with just that, just the versions EP. Um, were you, at, and so actually what, what, what I was actually really curious about is just like how you were able to essentially collaborate with, with all those other individuals and, you know, maybe side question, like, was it, was, was this part of a the one of the good things essentially to come out of the pandemic? Yeah, I'm going to hop on that one real quick. I know the other guys definitely have things to say there too, but it goes back to what I'm saying, man. It's like we're all fans of like the culture. Like it, there's it, there's there's a lineage. You know, when I was like younger, I, you know, I had like a little bit of a chip on my shoulder of like, oh, like I want I only want to play and listen to like this type of ska, you know. Even though, like, I was a kid who started in the ska punk band, you know, but at the end of the day, like, just the more you become a fan of the culture and the music and the style and all of it, like, you know, you just, your your vision on it all and your headspace on it all just really expands, right? So, you know, shout out Alex for producing that versions record. Shout out, you know, Jonathan Deegan for making that, you know, producing that, that dub record that's just us being fans of like that, you know what I mean? Like a versions record is like such the Jamaican thing to do. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what's awesome. And like Roger Revis is, you know, he's a buddy that we're just really grateful. He said yes to being a part of And dude, Like I kid you not, there's not a day that goes by where I don't like think to myself that opening lick to that song. And I'm just like, Oh man, that's just so good. You know, like, <laughs> we're just fans. Dude, we're fans of, of those people, you know, and we're just stoked that they happen to say yes. But more importantly, like, we're just fans of, of this style and, you know, punk and ska and Jamaican culture, you know. Like, you can look at a guy like Vinny and be like, well, he played in a ska punk band. But, dude, like, you know, Vinny loves dub reggae. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you can look at Alex and, and think what you want of him, but like, dude, Alex like loves, you know, two tone and everything from the Stone Roses to two tone. And you can look at me and be like, oh, like, like Obi, whatever you want to say. But like, at the end of the day, dude, like, we're fans of, of what's happening, you know, like, um, and so it just makes sense that like the inevitables would would include that, and we're not going to stop. You know what I mean? Um, it just. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to add that. You know, in my brain, we're making if if I was going to go on a an imaginary road trip and I was going to turn on the radio station or I was going to make a playlist. Right. And if I was sitting in the world of the inevitables, the comic book world of Fort Lauderdale, and uh, I went into a taxi cab and turned on the radio, I want to make like the best radio station possible. I want to make this varied like. Uh, varied genres, you know, everything from, you know, lo-fi rap and dub and reggae music and ska and ska punk and punk and rock and roll. I want to be able to incorporate all of those sounds and all those vibes together for one great sounding radio station or a great traveling playlist to go around this sort of 
you know, the, the Fort Lauderdale of, of the comic book, right? So we, we've just been world building, right? So when we started talking about LP1 and we started talking about the comic, the big thing for us was, hey, we want to build the world as we're going. We want different types of music. We want to catch vibes. We want it to look and feel and sound like these things. And, and that's what we've been doing. You know, we've been making good on that idea of, expanding the universe exponentially since that first since lp1 came out i mean and the one thing that we didn't touch on i know it's 100 percent ska but uh we also did a cool meet me at the gates uh ep which is sounds has no ska in it doesn't sound like the inevitables at all and uh but it is a band fictitious band that is from the comic book and we wrote songs in the character mindset of, of Who Will Meet Me at the Gates. And as Alex said, anyone that was trying to capitalize on, oh, we're, we're just trying to do the supergroup thing and, and we're going to you know, try to milk that idea, would never, uh, for the next release out, would never turn around and go, oh, by the way, here's this other thing with a different name, with a totally uh, different sound and vibe, right? And, uh, but to us, it made total sense because it was a band that was in the comic book, and we just want to create this world and the universe, and we just want to expand it little by little. And we want to do it visually, but we want to do it with a, a great soundtrack as well. And and Vinny, I know, you know uh, the the comic has come up. Uh, come up no, excuse me, the comic has come up you know a few times. And I actually re- I really wanted to ask like when you were first kind of envisioning this project, like almost from was the comic part of your f- kind of an initial vision, almost essentially from day one. Like the music and the comic are essentially two parts of the same project. Like they, one doesn't exist essentially without the other. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, to me, The Inevitables is a comic with a great soundtrack that goes along with it, right? And uh, it, it's funny because when I pitch, I don't necessarily, Obi, I, did I pitch you on the idea or we just talk about it? I, I don't think I pitched it as much as we just kind of talked about the idea, right? No, there wasn't, there wasn't a pitch. The, the, only, the only question was just like, do you want to write some Scott Punk songs? Like that was like the only question in terms of like, any kind of pitch, but it was really just honestly. As soon as you started saying what the idea was, like I was like, "Yeah, this is this makes this is a no-brainer. Let's go. When do we start?" So, so I I had the idea. Uh, Les and Jake was going over to Japan to uh, play some shows. Uh, I get there and you know, like five in the morning, I'm I'm wide awake and I'm looking for coffee, just like everybody else that's a tourist in Tokyo, right? And kind of walking around and it's like sort of weird fever dream idea, you know, of, Hey, I want to do a record, the next lesson Jake record. I wanted to be a record that had a comic book companion that was not a rock opera, but it was a a audio companion piece to uh, the comic book. Each one of those things could stand on their own with their art and with, uh, the quality of it and didn't necessarily have to lean on either one to exist. But, uh, you know, here, here's the idea. And I had the idea of, hey, here's the inevitabilities, right? And these are the things that happen no matter how hard you try. 
Like, your future's coming, man, and you can't hide from your future. No matter what, it's coming, right? Uh, that's just the concept of time and, and the vibe that, that I was going for. It was those things that you, no matter how hard you try, you're going to be sad sometime. No matter how hard you try, things are going to die. Things are going to go on. Perpetually speaking, you know, time just keeps on marching on whether you're paying attention or not. So for me, I, I wanted to do this, you know, and I, during that lesson, Jake sort of tour in Japan, I wrote down ideas and vibes and, and, and the plot and, and everything that went along with it. We play those shows. We get to, we're stopping in Hawaii to play a show. I go out with uh, JR, J uh, the saxophone player and LTJ, and I kind of go, hey, I had this idea for when we get back, we were going to start writing for the next LTJ record. And, hey, I have this idea, and it's kind of this. And he looked at me and, and, and just in a very indescript kind of way said, I, I really don't get that. And I went, all right. And I chalked, it, I chalked it up to, hey, maybe I just was like, you know, jet lagged and kind of like in this weird fever dream of, of what it is. So I just, it lived in the notebook, just like there's a ton of other things that live in the notebook that are ideas and that I'm cool with just the idea, right? Sometimes an idea is best just as an idea. So I just went, whatever, until that conversation with Obi, no, really, what are you up to? And I went, well, I have the, this idea and I always wanted to do it. So, hey, do you, do you want to do it? And it went on from there. But to go and circle back to what you were saying, like these, the comic book was always there with the music as a companion. These two things equal one whole of the idea. I didn't want to do another band that was a Scott Punk band that stood on its own. I didn't want to do a comic book that just did, was a comic book and hung there. I wanted to do this idea. And, you know, Obi pared it down and went, hey, this is the inevitables. And I went, fuck yeah, it is. And it, it, it was a light bulb moment on a name, but it was a light bulb moment on being able to take the idea from just an idea that stayed dormant there and pull it out and revive it. And it was, you know, I said it before, the idea was flatlined and I was okay with that, but we revived it and I – you know, Obi has mentioned it in this interview, but we've mentioned a lot before. It's the gratitude of being able to do this idea with the players, with friends, with people that turned into great friends and, and great collaborators, man. And the gratitude that I have and that we have collectively, that people around us are allowing their energy to come into it and allowing us to be able to explore all this universe building man, I, I feel lucky. And, and the gratitude that I have and that we share together, it's immense, man. Totally. Uh, now, you, you actually, um, I, I had a, a, a note that I wanted to bring in, and I think, I think now's, a, now's a good time. It's like you, you're talking about like um, when you were in Japan and you know, some of the lyrics that are kind of coming, coming into, your, into your head and some of the thoughts in terms of like, Time is time is inevitable, and and man, you're going to get hit with some with some bricks sometimes. And and listening to the lyrics of the Inevitables album juxtaposed with the sound is it, it's it meshes so oddly well, even though they're almost at like odds with each other. Which I think is sometimes you you think about that in terms of like 
ska punk essentially like kind of in in general or or ska you know is and and some of like the the more political lyrics is like sometimes they don't it's like they're at odds with each other, but they kind of match. And just listening to the lyrics, man, like some of them just like hit me with a ton of bricks. Um, like my father, for instance, just yeah, I was like kind of listening to that this morning, and that one just that one hurt. And I don't have, I mean, I don't have like any you know, like issues with my dad or anything, but like just the just the the story that that song that that story that the story that that song alone tells is just heart wrenching. Um, so yeah, it just, I just, I really just like appreciate, you know, that it's, you know, here's some serious subject matter, um, amongst this dancey pop, you know, poppy, you know, danceable music. I, I always loved to be able to look at ska music and ska punk music as sort of like two headed, like Hydra, right? And you have this one, like, fun and brightly colored and out for a good time head, right? And the other head is this, like, sort of serious and serious musical chops, serious lyrics, and just uh, just with a serious idea behind it, you know? It's just sort of, you know, the, the anti-racist, anti-fascist, like, that idea behind it, right? And I always looked at it like that and went, yeah, and, and to me no matter what, it was combining those two ideas, the serious thing and the sort of light-hearted and, and buoyant and bouncy thing together and always searching for that balance, man, and be able to do that, right? And, like, I'm, I'm a pretty dark, loud dude anyway, and I, I like a nice, serious lyric, but I like the juxtaposition of it just having a fucking groove, man, and being able to bop your head and being able to like sing along, but sing along with like the stuff that's like not, not jokey, man, by any means, but the stuff that's just making you think and sticking to your ribs and making your throat burn because you believe it, man. And, and it's that, that serious. And again, going back to like the filter of Obi and the filter of Alex and being able to take the lyric that's serious, mix it together with the sort of dancey and catchiness and be able to piece it together, like, dude, that, that's, that to me is the greatest collaboration. Mm. And that's a fun tune, too, like, in terms of the filter and just the dynamic. Because even, like, that song for me hit, hits me a certain way, right? I didn't grow up with my dad. You know, my dad is kind of, like, this, like, super charming, but at the same time really, like, mafioso figure in my life. Like, if you know me you kind of know some of that history. So even when those lyrics came in, they hit me a certain way. But even, you know, when it, those lyrics made their way to Alex, like that's a song that I think the way it sounds on the record is not how we originally wrote the song. You know what I mean? If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. I feel like that and like More Tomorrows, those songs had a bit of a different, kind of different groove. And... Um, you know, and that's like, that's the beauty of like, even everything you're just kind of talking about. It's like, if, and I'm not blowing smoke when I say this, I, I, I've said this before, I wish people would get an opportunity to sit in my seat and you get to see like, you know, it's again, being fans of what we do, like lyrics like that coming in to Vinny and then seeing what Alex's take is going to be on it musically. And then the three of us kind of start massaging it. Like, 
Dude, it's it's incredibly special. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it's an undeniable thing, and and that's what's that's what makes it um, worthwhile. You know, that's and again to go back to even full circle on the conversation, like, dude, that's not a super group thing. You know what I mean? That's three artists, three creatives, like three friends, like just really being vulnerable and open and and cool with each other and respecting what what each of us brings to the table. You know what I mean? So, it's solid. Alex, you want to, you want to, any, any uh, family therapy, you want to take, take this uh, op- <laughs> op- opportunity to, uh, with this song to, uh, to put out there in the world? Well, um, I would say I, I am a dad, so I, uh, I have all the opportunity to become the main character of that song and will hopefully avoid it. Um, but beyond, beyond that, uh, it, I was actually listening to that today. I think it's one of the best songs on the record. I love that. And, song. and, um, though it wasn't that different in its demo form, Obi is right. I was, what I was thinking about today was how the extra love we gave in Orlando really pushed it over the edge right. and how we were lucky for the sake of the album to be able to meet once just before the pandemic and really do like a tightening pass of the whole thing. And that, that song benefited the second most more tomorrows is the one that really, uh, yeah, that, that really, yeah. that really like took off from that meeting. But, but my father, it, it's, it's more like we were able to like aim its quirks in the right direction. There was some guitar stuff that I listened. I'm like, yeah, it's the best guitar shit on the album. I'm really, really excited about that. And it wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have come together without us getting to actually like huddle up about it. Now you guys are, so you obviously, you know, this, this project has, has come together just before the pandemic. And of course we all just got hit with the pandemic. So inevitables have not had a chance to perform live yet. Maybe if, if, you know, all, maybe all things, you know, coming together. Um, so as we are returning back to some semblance of normalcy, has there been any conversations about going on tour or doing like a, a one-off like live show or maybe even doing some sort of, I don't know, like a, almost like a theater production to bring your world to life on, on stage? Yes. Well, you should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's something that, that we talk about, right? It's, and I think that our headspace is as such that there's a big rush of established bands looking to go on tour and uh, let, let everybody that, that's been waiting and chomping at the bit get out there and do it, man. And, and uh, their fans are waiting. Uh, we'll, we'll be finishing LP2 and doing a whole lot of other music writing, but in the same process, we have been talking about how we're going to do it and what we're going to do and how we're going to, to make it special because you can't sort of just throw it up onto to the stage and, and let it happen. Like it has to be a little bit more special than that. You're dealing with a comic, you're dealing with a lot of songs, a different style, and an overall vibe. So how are we going to make that into a stage performance? And, and we've talked about it, and, and it's going to happen. Uh, timetable, I, I don't know what it is, but – in my mind's eye, and me and have, Obi have talked about it, I think Alex as well, we all talk together. I think let everybody go and do their thing, man. Like, there's a ton of bands. I mean, 
that, that have been set on the sidelines, that have been waiting the tour, and uh, Inevitables doesn't need to go out there and rush out there to try to, to, to be in the mix of that. Let, let everybody else go out there and do it and have, a, have uh, the time that they've been waiting for for this whole uh, COVID-19 stretch. Let them do it, and we have plenty of time. But we've got to do it right, and we have to do it in a very special and very spectacular kind of way. The Inevitables off Broadway coming to 2022. <laughs> well, we, we talk a lot about what it's not going to be, you know, and, and how it's not going to be a traditional live show in, in, in the way that we've all experienced it. Like we just, um, we've, we've all spent a lot of years doing, doing the sort of hamster wheel of like sound check, then there's a show and then there's an encore and then there, and, it's great, like you wouldn't trade it for the world, but you want to, um, you want something a little more visual, and also part of the reason we emphasize that we want to do it after a few more songs are written is, um, you know, we 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 want it to have the opportunity to pick from all levels of Inevitable's world and 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 make sure that we have a very diverse and cool set, um, you know. And I've I've written draft one of the set list. It will it will <laughs> it, will, it will change, but it was a good draft. Definitely, what it was it was badass. Well, well, perhaps, uh, and I and I want to shift gears here just a, a tiny bit, as as perhaps we're, we we draw to a close here. You you mentioned maybe another band, you know, other bands chomping at the bit to get out there. Uh, Alex, might that include the Pumps? Uh, and and I I, I want to like side note here for those that are listening that might not know, um, Alex is the is also the guitarist and and the main lead uh, behind the band the Pumps, which. It, to me, always you know has a has a very like Scott adjacent like Elvis Costello sound to it, which is which is just great. So side note, go listen to the Pomps. Alex, are we going to see the Pomps uh, perhaps back out on the road anytime soon? I mean, we never spent a whole lot of time on the road anyway. I um, it's it's to keep that band together. I have to make sure not to put it on the road very much because. Uh, because I can be difficult to deal with. And, um, <laughs> and, and so um, the way we have the band designed, um, what I'd like to do uh, is do a full-length album. Uh, I'd like to re-enlist Obi as the producer. Um, we'll talk money later. And, um, uh, and um, we, I want to do... I'm not I'm not going to do something crazy like it's going to be our last album, but I want to do something that could be like if we didn't get if we had to put the thing down for a while, I want to do one full length that's like guys, that's that's the one. And uh I'd love to play uh certainly Boston, and I'd love to play New York and and you know, if another band wants to pick us up and and take us out for for a few, um we've always been open to that. Um but the the truth is as it stands, the band's never created enough demand to like do a real headlining run. So um, if, if something that works in that parameters, the answer is like, like ab- absolutely. They're some of my best friends. Uh, the songs are some of my best musical friends. So yeah, it's a definite possibility. Excellent. Uh, and Obi, well, since I have you here, um, of course, I've got to get at least a little one, one westbound uh, train question in. Uh, and the question is this. Uh, this show is uh, 100% Scott is very, very vinyl focused. Um, so I want to ask, has there been any discussion or consideration to finally get some, uh, some Westbound Train uh, albums uh, pressed on vinyl, maybe even doing like those nice deluxe record styles that Hepcat did 
um, you know, a few years back for, for their, um, their records. Yes, I'm going to produce the next Palms record, and I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's a bunch. Yes, there's always those kind of conversations. You got to kind of do, you got to do what kind of makes sense. You know, I'm actually sitting on a brand new Westbound record right now, so we got to figure out. That's um, great. What we're going to do with that record? Um, Making records right now, uh, post pandemic, is really crazy. All the plants are like super backed up. So, um, yeah. So. The, the good news is that we've got a bunch of new songs. We've got a whole record ready to go. Um, we just got to figure out what's going on with like the pressing plants. But yeah, I'd love to see some of those records come out on vinyl. You know, obviously transitions uh, five to two would be great if five to two come out on vinyl. Um, and the cool thing is, I, I've actually I've talked to like Brett Garowitz over at Epitaph about some of those releases too. So we've got the green light there. But yeah, just when, when it makes sense, we'll we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? I, that. A band like Westbound requires a special kind of attention, too. So yep. I, don't, I don't want to do it and not give it the attention that it, it fully deserves, you know? That's great. Well, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the next what's next chapter uh, of Westbound is, both this uh, new record, TBD, and uh, and old records, TB vinyl. Um, and, and Vinny... Um, you, you're obviously very focused on uh, you know everything with uh, the inevitables, uh, paper and plastic. Uh, anything else uh, in in your world that you're that you're working on right now? Music you and or otherwise. I, I, well, you know, I music, I, dude. I, I I've already decided like music. I'm 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 living and I'm dying by the inevitables. I, I, there's no reason for me to look elsewhere like it's a full plate but it's not only a full plate it's a delicious plate so there's no reason for me to to look elsewhere for for that like sort of musical fix uh i have a a novel uh that's in the editing process it's in a second edit right now uh and hopefully that will see the light of day at the top of 2022 as it stands right now. Uh, and then beyond that, man, I do, you know, looking to do some toys for paper and plastic and some records in the fourth quarter around the fest in Gainesville. Uh, and more importantly, man, I, I just uh, put some new floors at the tattoo shop Wonderland in Gainesville. So uh, they look great. And my partner, Eric, he came out singing MVP style. His back hurts. My kind of neck hurts from from doing stuff, but he uh, did most of the work. I appreciate him doing that. If he ever listens to this, I appreciate you, Eric. But uh, I, hope, I hope he. I, I, yeah, you know, you never know. But uh, I I do know that that uh, every time I kind of get into the music and I look at like what my friends are doing, including Obi and Alex, whether it would be Big being a kids table with Alex, Void Union, and the Palms with. Obi as a solo stuff and uh, Westbound Train. And then you go beyond all that, the players and all the, the bands that they're involved with. Man, I, I, I like to sit back and be a fan for once and that not trying to put my fingerprints on every fucking thing. So uh, I, I'm enjoying being a fan of music and I'm enjoying creating this, this world with music and visuals with two dudes I, I highly respect, you know, not only as friends, but as, co-creators so uh that's it for me man like uh, awesome. a pl- coming from a place of gratitude headed to uh 20 
22 with a full plate of music. Well, as a, as a fan of, of all three of you, and, and really, and I mean this honestly, like everything you guys put out is, you know, I, I enjoy listening to uh, it, it, the, the success of it. Of course, like Inevitables, you know, most recently, like your, the vast history that you've, of music that you have put out, and the, his, the history of music we have not seen yet from you. Uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm looking forward to seeing... Uh, what you what you have next? So uh, again, thank you so much for your time tonight, guys. Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, listening to you, uh, and uh, hopefully in the in the nearest future, I will see one and or more of you uh, on on stage. Awesome. I hope so too, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, You're there's welcome. a good chance you'll see me walking around Jersey City. Definitely. All right, I, I will. I will look for you. Yeah, we haven't even. We didn't even touch on that. Obi, Obi and Obi and I are are, are are Jersey Jersey compatriots. We can take that off. Right? <laughs> 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 Into my obsession, my New Jersey obsession. That's Yay! <laughs> it's, a, it's a good. It's a good state to be obsessed about. Right, well, again, thank you so much, guys. Um, the best. The best to the inevitables. It is inevitable that we will see LP two uh, and and beyond. And I hope you really did enjoy it listening to that interview with Vinny, Obi, and Alex. I had a great time talking with them last week and I uh, was really excited to share uh, that interview with you on this uh, week's episode. Uh, now, of course, if we've interviewed a band, we've got to listen to some of their music. Uh, and so I've got uh, three in a row here from The Inevitables. And we're going to start off with uh, one of the songs that we talked about uh, during the interview. Uh, this comes from their album LP1. The song is My Father, right here on 100% Ska.
enjoyed that three in a row from the inevitables uh which really just goes to showcase just how much they are pouring into uh this project and the different sounds that we should expect to hear uh as we continue on with the band uh so let me just tell you what you just heard there um the uh, last song there was uh the dub of fort lauderdale uh that comes from uh the album uh entitled versus youth city sound system uh and most of the dubbing uh of that uh album was done by uh joe deegan of big d and the kids table uh before that we had uh the american me uh, the version with roger Revis. again we talked about that uh on the uh, episode uh and that comes off of the versions uh ep and starting off there my father from lp1 and if you want to hear more from uh, The Inevitables, you want to pick up some of their music, you want to just find out what's happening next with them, uh, you can check everything out at inevitables.world uh, on the World Wide Web. Very, very exciting. Um, so 
what do I want to play for you next? Well, I thought I would just dive into a little bit of the catalog uh, of uh, everybody that we spoke with. Um, so up next, I'm going to do two in a row uh, from each of Less Than Jake and Westbound Train. And the song I've got coming up here first uh, is from Less Than Jake. Uh, this song is Johnny Quest, Thanks for a Sellout. Uh, this is coming from the Losing Streak album. So this is the re-recording uh, of the song that was originally on uh, the album Pezcore. Um, and what I'm actually playing for you is comes from uh, not the album itself, although it's the same recording, um, but it is coming off of a promotional 7-inch uh, that uh, Capitol Records put out to help promote the uh, album. And it's really cool because it actually is actually designed uh, to look like a jukebox uh, record. Um, so it's actually kind of cool. Uh, so here we go. This is Less Than Jake. Johnny Quest thinks we're sellouts. Right here on 100% Ska.
welcome back. This is 100% Ska, and you just heard Westbound Train uh, with the tracks uh, Come and Get It uh, last there, and before that, Wash Over Me. Uh, before that, we had two from Less Than Jake. Uh, starting us off there was Johnny Quest Thinks We're Sellouts, and uh, then Gainesville Rock City. And so I thought... Um, I would just finish off the show here. Um, obviously, I want to represent uh, Alex as well. And so um, to finish out the show here, um, we're going to play something from uh, The Pomps. And But before I get to that, um, of course, I always just want to say thank you as always uh, for listening to the show, uh, tuning in each week, whether you're an old listener or a new listener. Uh, it really does mean the world to me uh, to have you tune in. Uh, so enjoy some Pomps here. This is the track Resistance Grifter, uh, and this is uh, coming off of his last uh, EP, Drums and Liars. That's back from uh, 2019, I believe. Uh, and hopefully, you know, as we talked about briefly in uh, the interview, maybe we'll uh, see some more music from them uh, in the near future. So, as always, take it easy, take care of yourself, and we'll catch you next time. This is The Pomps, right here on 100% Sky.
Yeah.